everyone to episode 44 of weekend rental your favorite bi-weekly gaming and geek culture podcast as always you can find us on itunes google play and now podbean uh give us a like or whatever you do on those platforms it really helps us out uh, my name is ryan and as always i'm joined by andy hey and nate what's going on guys let's get into byron burn um this is a good one a lot of d's uh, not dicks. Get your head out of the gutter. Uh, we're going with the Genesis this time around. Um, and the, basically, if you don't know how Byron Burn works, is we pick a game for a given system, each of us individually. Genesis, obviously, system of choice here. Um, and then we all play those games, and we'll give our opinions on what we thought of them and which game we would personally buy, rent, or burn. Um, this go around, Andy has gone with Dino Land. Nate has gone with... Um, Tom Mason's Dinosaurs for Hire. I don't know why Tom Mason is important, <laughs> but he made it difficult know. to find this when I was searching for it. And then I've gone <laughs> with Dynamite Eddie. Um, we'll go back up to the top and just discuss these games. I'll start off with Andy's pick, Dino Land. So the description on this one, a little bit deceiving, but I'm going to read it anyway. Ever played a three-dimensional prehistoric pinball game? Didn't think so. <laughs> That's why Dino Land is such a crazy, zany game. Join it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this up. Join Dino Buns and his friends on a wild prehistoric adventure, pinball style. Man, oh, those, yeah. those 3D Dino Buns really pushed it over the top on this <laughs> Gotta one. Gotta love it. That's hilarious. Well, first off, I have to say I'm really impressed that you didn't trip over any of this. I picked Dino Land after you guys picked like two other ones that started with Dino. So like the whole purpose was hopefully that you would get confused and trip up, but you, you did it successfully, so congrats. I kept my D's straight, just yep. like they say. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is... Uh, the only thing that resembles what you just said was it's pinball and dinosaurs. Yeah, I don't know where it, the 3D came from, but no. I didn't see it. Um, I'm, I was... Other than just being a pretty generic uh pinball game i was really disappointed because when i booted it up that wolf team logo came on and they don't make i would say great games but they make interesting games for the genesis and i was like wow okay this is i thought this was going to be like some action platformer dinosaurs gonna be awesome well and even the cover art looks like adventure island i'm like i know what i'm getting oh, yeah. into this is gonna be great yep and then immediately just right into a pinball table, and it was yeah. like, oh, okay. You sound so disappointed because there's some boss fights. Yeah, I, I got to the boss fight, but I couldn't figure out how to stay up there. Like, eventually, they just, like, the ball dropped, like, off yeah. the side, and then you had to go into it again. And I, I was like, okay, I don't even know how to sustain hitting the boss, but... I mean, I said boss fights probably way more excited than it <laughs> actually was it was it was a pinball game uh, not a great one either like the sound effects drove me nuts mm -hmm. uh especially when the ball would hit the dinosaur and make this farting noise <laughs> like constantly <laughs> and uh it was just i don't know the sound of the the game just wasn't there it just seemed lacking and kind of tinny yep and 
Yeah. And uh yeah, it was just and visually it wasn't that great. Like No. I don't know. How do you how do you compare a pinball game really? Well that's the thing is like like you said, like visually it's not that great. Gameplay wise, it's not that exciting. And there are already better Genesis pinball games out there. So when I started playing this, I was like, yeah, I mean, I could do this for like 10 or 20 minutes, but it doesn't really ever feel hectic or it misses no. all the key points of pinball. I don't know. It, it was really weird for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, I agree. You compare this to like Sonic Spinball and it's just no comparison because there's a lot more. Boy, like... When I'd rather pick Sonic Spinball, that's a cold day in hell. Yeah. <laughs> that is but it is true though like it's so much more of a video game in a pinball game Mm -hmm. than this is this is just straight up i don't know it wasn't great and it's it's just disappointing yeah there's nothing inherently wrong with it it's just like you have i guess if you don't have the luxury of looking at the back of the box you have like this conception in your head going in and then as soon as you boot it up you're like oh shit this is just a pinball (laughs) that's exactly that's exactly what I, I said the first time I played it. I was like, why did Andy pick a pinball game? Right. This is this is really weird. And even the name is a lie. Like, it's not Dino Pinball Land. It's just Dino Land. Like, come on. Right. There's no yeah. balls or flippers in the front of that box art. It's a bunch of BS. No. I mean, this nope. is a developer of, like, a bunch of shooters, a bunch of, like, like Valis action RPGs. Mm-hmm. I think they're... They turned into the Tales of people, like all those Tales of games. That's yeah. what they make now. And they cut their teeth they, on Dino Land Pinball, huh? Somehow they had a pinball game in there. Well, everybody needs one, right? I guess. Just one. Just one. All right, let's move on to Nate's pick. If I can get my phone to work. Here we go. Tom Mason's Dinosaurs for Hire, or just Dinosaurs for Hire, which apparently was a graphic novel. Who knew? Um, So the description on this one, a psycho dictator unleashes mobs of biogenetic dinosaur freaks. Uh, These four dinosaurs for hire take on the mission, blasting through hordes of ninjas and prehistoric beasts the size of skyscrapers. If it ain't been shot, shoot it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. America. Dinosaurs. (laughs) Yeah, this is um, this is an interesting. I want to say run and gun, but it's not a run and gun. It's more like a walk and gun. Um, slow paced, kind of Ninja Turtles ripoff in a way. There's uh, at least the background looked very Ninja Turtles yeah. to me. Um, and you basically walk through the level shooting ninjas, which is extremely disappointing. You you play as a dinosaur. First, the cover art. Let's go to the cover art because <laughs> it's a T-Rex like holding a machine gun. You're like, this game is going to be freaking sweet. Yeah. And uh, I mean, dinosaurs, machine guns, it's going to be awesome. And then it just starts crawling along. It's not that di- the dinosaur can't run. He's just kind of moseying around and shooting ninjas, which he's a T-Rex. So he should be like big and just eat them. <laughs> Because that would be awesome. That would make the game really great. Um, but I mean, it's it's not awful. It's not great either. Um, but yeah. it is, you know, the first 10 minutes is kind of like, okay, yeah, this is cool. But then it just is the same thing over and over again. You can get different power-ups, like a spread shot, kind of Contra-esque, you know, along with some, you know, just the gun is the same, just different to 
shot patterns that you can use and just a whole lot of ninjas that you're shooting. Yeah, you kind of like touched on something like that was what jumped out to me. Like, first of all, was like I'm playing Contra, but as a dinosaur. And then as you get to that, like first stage boss, there's like the turret on the wall and there's like a ninja (laughs) like hole in the ground that like erupts ninjas. Uh, I was like, yeah, this is definitely the first boss from Contra. Um, but yeah, like, kind of like you said, it's not, it's a super slow paced game. Your character is too big, I think for the screen. And then like the respawn rate on enemies is just obnoxious. And then I love how there's a fleet full of ninjas who've only been trained to ass kick people. Like that's the only move they know. Like I'm going to run up and (laughs) kick you in the ass. It's the only, that's the only kick I've got. Like it's so stupid. And I don't know. It's if you can keep the momentum of like. Moving in one direction, constantly spraying, it's manageable. But as soon as you get to spots, like even that boss, that first boss I talked about, where stuff is just coming at you from both sides, it's just, it stops yeah. being fun and starts being annoying really quick, which is a bummer because like it's, it's dinosaurs with guns. Like this shouldn't yeah. be that difficult. It should be badass. Yeah. that The biggest thing that was the most annoying I thought was that like those ninjas would get right up on you. They would be mm-hmm. like right where you are like not even at the end of your gun so you couldn't even shoot them because they're <laughs> they're right in up they're on right those there buns they're right in your you face gotta get those buns for that kick. <laughs> those dino buns yeah, yeah those dino <laughs> buns need kicking uh, so, this was a game that i picked up um so when we went to the 50 percent off sale down in sioux falls i was just kind of scrolling through the genesis games and i don't know much about the genesis but i was like you know, dinosaurs for hire. And the big picture came up with this like dino looking like Rambo with a machine gun. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll pay the, I'll pay the six bucks for this. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was, wasn't that great of a game. Unfortunately, the music was good. The music yeah. was good. And, um, visually it wasn't amazing. Like, I don't know. You're a dinosaur. Yeah. You should be just more powerful, bigger, uh, as you get further into the game, the bosses, there's like a giant, like a giant turtle dinosaur that y- you fight. And that's way bigger than you are. And you're like, I'm a T-Rex. Like, yeah. I'm I'm pretty awesome. So I, I like that, um, uh, that gimmick at the beginning. Where you're like, uh, you shoot that boss and then it yeah. rolls the credits. But, right. And it's like, ah, uh, it's like, oh, I just saw the ending. It's so cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, this game definitely, I wasn't unaware of it. I mean, it has its fans on the Genesis. It's just not, Mm. it's not as good as I hoped it would be. It's not the worst game I've played either. It's just, I don't know. I feel a little bit let down because the premise sounded so much better. Again, like Dino Land, they both sounded so much better on name alone than they turned out to be in games. So you said this was based off a graphic novel yeah that's like i think i'm guessing that's what that tom mason is i was when i was Mm -hmm. googling it to like find some more information because i couldn't find a whole lot until i threw his name in front of the game yeah um yeah there was apparently a graphic novel that this happened to be about so interesting i wonder if mr mason's pleased about that (laughs) or not i mean probably he was probably more hoping for an animated series, but yeah, that was the first yeah. thing that I thought too was must be doing trying to do the Ninja Turtle thing. Yeah, I wonder when like I should look and see what year that came out. It probably had to be after the Turtles because Turtles was late eighties. 
Yeah. Oh, American Comic Book, (laughs) created by Tom Mason in 1988. So that was like right at TMNT time. I don't know what pre. I don't know if it predated or not, but yeah, it ran by. It ran until oh, only nine issues, 1990, and it was canceled. Hmm. So my guess would be they were trying to like cash in on turtles, and then it didn't take right. Did you play as any other characters besides the T-Rex? Why would I want to be anybody else on the T-Rex? Right. I I was a Triceratops. Really? And was it the same shooting? Yeah, it's pretty much everything else. The I do like how some of the power ups in this game actually make your bullets bigger. Yep. So like once you get a spread shot and the bullets are huge, like then you feel pretty unstoppable. (laughs) It's pretty awesome then. But then you get to that subway and a couple other levels where it's, you're just kind of dicking around and it's like, ah, okay. There's not enough good movement for this type of shooting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right, so let's go through our last game here. Dynamite Hetty, this is my pick. Description. Um, the hot-headed Hetty gets into some real headbanging to thwart the Dark Demon's devious deeds. Dr. Seuss wrote this, I think. Um, This wacky head case is up to his neck in surprises. Switch heads to match the job. Over 15 heads to choose from. Bash heavy objects with slammer head. Suck up your foes with vacuum head. (laughs) Stick it to your enemies with spike head. Hedy's spring-loaded head gets him where he's got to go. Use it to swing over ledges, grab on objects, shoot hoops and basketball bonus rounds, and use your head to whiz through a radical variety of play, action shooting, and strategy, speed uh speed you on to a surprise ending that's a whole lot of head talking <laughs> yeah so basically uh dynamite heady is uh basically i guess an action platformer where your main protagonist his weapon is his head which he throws forward at enemies and as the description lets you know there are a variety of power-ups to do different things um it was developed by treasure which is a revered developer on the genesis they put out some of the best content on that platform including gunstar heroes and dynamite heady is no exception except it's just ridiculously cute super japanese and um a lot of tongue-in-cheek there's a lot going on in this game it's i don't know it looks visually kind of amazing i know it came out later in the end of the genesis run but there aren't too many games that like really popped up the screen like this in that era super bright color palette mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh like to the point where you're like oh my gosh there's a lot happening here on on the screen um and it's it's a visually pretty impressive game i think for the sega genesis uh with the some of the 3d graphics that they were trying to pull off or at least show um try to make like the the background and foreground mm-hmm. and just a lot happening there um made it very entertaining to play and i love platformers anyway so it was it was fun and being able to to switch the different heads was was pretty cool too so plus you gotta love that like intro level that's just called toys in the hood like if you don't laugh at that (laughs) something's wrong with you (laughs) yeah this uh game reminded me a lot of rayman yeah yeah like before rayman yeah uh you know very colorful you know, obviously having your uh, one appendage <laughs> separated from your body. <laughs> and this was his head head, just so we're all clear. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Man, that would really change it's the game. It's a much different game. <laughs> yeah. 
it's a Panesian Panesian version. <laughs> the Suckhead was the best power up, but <laughs> right. I think I think so. I like the micro like size power up downgrade thing where you turn into like a tiny little like minuscule sprite and ran into secret areas. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, there's just so much like just animations and uh, level design that gives so much character and personality to the game. Yeah. And then like kind of typical of treasure games, like you kind of almost go into these like boss rush sections, I guess, where they're not all actual bosses, but it's just like Hmm. a set stage for like a mini boss onto the next set stage and then play a little bit longer to get into a full boss. So it's kind of cool. It reminded me a lot of Gunstar Heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very similar. Was this a game that you heard about before? Yeah, I mean, people generally, I guess, look at it as a quality game on the Genesis. Uh, I own it. I haven't played it recently or much at all, but it's good. Yeah, I want it. I want to find it. It's not too expensive. It'd be a good one to have. No. I think like 15 bucks or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these, uh, some of those games that were pumping out colors like that were almost like too distracting to some extent. Yeah. There's I some thought. truth in that, <laughs> but I think this is like one of those games that like, when you really look at it and you compared it to like the best of the best in the super Nintendo, like you could definitely see what the Genesis was capable of in the hands of like the right developer. Oh yeah, they yeah, threw yeah. a lot on screen at once, and like even that, like anytime you get a Genesis game where the audio isn't just completely obnoxious, like kudos because that's not a feat <laughs> that most people seem to be able to pull off. So I liked it. I'm glad I own it. Yeah, I'm glad you own it too, Ryan. But will I buy it again? That's the real question. Let's go back. Bum bum bum. <laughs> Let's go back up to the top. And um, go through our picks. Andy, you're up. Yeah, my buy is going to be Dynamite Heady. Like, out of those three, it's definitely hands and above the best. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's not many games in the 16-bit era that are, that do a lot of stuff with their mechanics and, and uh, level design to make it, you know, something special. Where it's more than just a game. Like they didn't have to make it seem like a stage show and they didn't have to make all these crazy power-ups do the things that they do, you know? Right. They didn't make, they just make did you it. have to fight an evil cat over and over and over again. Right. Cause yeah. cats are evil. Well, not if you're G- Egyptian, right? Well, but. that's bad. Okay. Touche. <laughs> For all our listeners over in Egypt, <laughs> we got you. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's it was amazing to see like that and Ristar and all those ones that came out right at the end. It's amazing what came on the Genesis compared to the stuff that. Okay, is that on, how you say <laughs> like that? Is launched. it is it Ristar or Rystar or Ristar? I, who who knows? See, I can't. Yeah, I, I say Rystar. Mm. Yeah, it's I don't know. Something. He's a star. He's a star man. Uh, my rent is gonna be. Uh, dinosaurs for hire because i don't know just the premise alone is enough to rent it anyway <laughs> like who wouldn't yeah. rent that but right. i don't know it, it was decent 
it wasn't it wasn't terrible i guess but they could have done a lot better as far as like level design and stuff to make you actually feel like you're just cruising by shooting everybody and uh yeah D dino land was a complete disappointment <laughs> when i first booted that up i was more excited than what i was when i picked it and then immediately just shot <laughs> in the face <laughs> yeah it's understandable nate how about you yeah i think this one's pretty clear um dynamite heady is just when you put it up against those two games it's just far more superior um i mean i guess even with if you put it up with a lot of games it's just it's a great game it looks amazing uh at times it did seem like there was a bit much going on the screen but i i really enjoyed it and that's kind of more of the genre that i enjoy um so that would definitely be my buy and then dinosaurs for hire would be for sure rental and i think andy you you touched on this a little bit like you're walking through the store and you're just looking at the cover art as a kid and you're like t-rex machine gun <laughs> this is gonna be a great game yeah. and, and so this i just i would see myself renting it then and even now like without like just walking through like a blockbuster or something like that it would have been uh yeah for sure rent and then pinball dinosaur pinball Dino Land is that what it's called? Dino Land. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> Disappointment with a with a name like that. I expected something different, and uh, yeah, it's highly disappointed. I mean, Dino Land is a generic name directly from Jurassic Park. Like, it's the same words. Yeah. And then they make a pinball game. Come on, do better. Just try. Just try. <clears throat> what about you, Ryan? Um, I would buy Dynamite Heady. There's no question in the slew of games we have here that that's the ultimate one to go with. Honestly, that's probably a top tier game for the Genesis in general. Um, I honestly like think both the other two games are like equally blah to me. But I would probably rent Dino Land. I actually had more fun with that than I did with the other one, which is going to be Dinosaurs for Hire, which I'll burn. I just, if I wanted to play shitty Contra, I guess I'd throw it in. <laughs> Maybe I'd play Time Slip, but ultimately <laughs> just gonna make I'd go joke. back and I'd probably just play Contra. So I'm going to burn it. I'm going to, I'm going to burn it. That one hurts. That hurts a little bit, but I'm over it. That's surprising. It was based on cover art alone. I still don't know because both the cover arts are great. Like Dino Land has great cover art and so does Dinosaurs for Hire, yeah. but I definitely, definitely, you can't change my mind now. I, I definitely played Dino Land more. Not that I had infinitely more fun with it. I just played it longer. So Did you beat the boss? I didn't. No. no. I, yeah. I had no, like I got to a point and I'm like, I don't know what the benefit is of beating this boss. So I'm just going to turn this off. Maybe another. There table. is no benefit. It just goes to goes back to the table and play again forever, waiting <laughs> for a second boss. Yay! Yeah, another Byron burning the books. Close that book of D's. Big old <laughs> list of D's. Triple D's. D's and heads. Diners, today. dildos, and dicks. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Dinosaurs, dildos, and dicks. We're heading out! All right, so coming out of the other side of Byron Burn, let's get into the main segment of the podcast. I want to talk a little bit about um, umbrellas. Are you guys fans of umbrellas? Or, I use them. Um, really? Good for you. No. Are you part of the Umbrella Academy? No, I'm not smart enough. No. I don't think it has to do with intelligence. Oh, okay. Can you kind teleport through walls? Can you travel <laughs> through time? Are you in a giant uh, orangutan human being? Because that <laughs> might help you. <laughs> so, um, I'm, of course, talking about the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Uh, I've gotten really into it. I finished it. The wife and I knocked it out. Um, I heard it once it was... I heard good things, and then once I heard it was Gerard Way's like project. Like I, ah, I'm such a huge fan, and like My Chemical Romance is like, one of my favorite bands of all time. So as soon as I heard he was attached, like I was like, yes, I'm watching this. And, uh, it did not disappoint. I think it's like one of my favorite Netflix exclusive things. And also one of the better, like superhero things that has been out recently. I don't know if you guys have seen any of this. It seems like the X-Men, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, it is it's kind like of like a twisted, like black parade X-Men. Yes. Yeah. It is pretty much like that, yeah. I don't know. I, I like I was saying earlier that uh I kinda came in maybe episode two or three. Been slowly going in. And so far I like I like it so far. Pretty good. That uh big monster guy though, he just looks like the silliest thing. Yeah, he is like when he's wearing clothes. <laughs> kinda horrendously out of place. And he gets sort of, exp- well, I don't want to ruin anything for you, but like, yeah, he, he doesn't fit like the overall polish of the rest of the show. It's like, we had a huge budget. We put a ton of work into this and like, oh, here's a dude in like an obvious like monkey suit. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't quite fit. Um, and as like with all Netflix stuff, they dropped it all at once. I think it's 10 episodes. So it's easy to blast through it. But um, yeah, there's some phenomenal acting and I. I love uh, Klaus, like the drug addict brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the most unlikable, but like lovable character in the whole series. Like he gets better throughout. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, I don't usually get into that sort of stuff, but this one was a good watch. I'd recommend anyone pick it up and go through mm-hmm. it. I, I, they left it on a cliffhanger, uh, which you'd expect. I imagine they'll try and get another season or two out of it. Since, you know, all that Marvel stuff disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, that's all gone now. It's all right. We have the Umbrella Academy. I Come haven't on. experienced it yet. I actually, sadly, I, I haven't even heard of it. So I'll have to check it out. Do you have mm-hmm. an emo bra? Call yourself a real emo fan? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, it's kind of one of those things. Like, I w- it wouldn't have been on my radar at all, except I'd heard a couple other podcasts I listened to talk about it, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch that, and then I got kind of hooked. So. Yeah. If you're bored, put it on. I recommend it. Give it like two episodes at least, because the first one's kind of. They spend a lot of time setting up like a very strange story that doesn't really do anything for the first 60 minutes, <laughs> which is kind of a problem like all those Netflix shows have now that I think about it. Like they really take it's like, you got to know, trust me, you got to watch like three episodes before you get it. I feel like every Netflix show I've ever watched, like that's the pitch. Yeah. At least you can do that in a night, though, with those. Yeah, that's true. It's nice having it dropped all at once. You can just Yeah. I love that. I love when places do that. Yeah. What was the, I think a while ago, this was quite some time ago, we talked about the one that was on Prime. Oh, that Born? Um, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the first and last episode I watched. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about it. Did you ever, like, you went I went back through one halfway and I just fell off the wagon. I was like, nah. Like, oh, I, yeah, I forgot about that. I know what's happening here. It was really good, though. I'll give you that. It was great. Yeah. But I love that, that they just drop everything at once and you can just watch it at your convenience and yes. you don't have to wait. Like, I'm watching, I have one show that I watch. That's it. And it's lame. It's called Curse of Oak Island on History Channel. Why? Why do you watch this show? Hey, let's dig this hole. Look, we found a rusty twig. Like, yeah, you know what this means? The Vikings were here, murdered Christ, and now we're going to find the gold of Atlantis. (laughs) Like, no, you're not. (laughs) Like, it's it's not a show. I know, and I get sucked in every time. Like, you can ask my wife. I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is stupid. Why do I? This is dumb. I'm not even watching this next week. And then, like, I'm like, I got to catch it. I got to see what happens. Because I know 95% of that show, they start, like, they'll pick up something like, oh, I found a nail. And then the narrator comes and he goes, a nail? Like, he always repeats something with the question. Could it be? to the Ark of the uh, Covenant. <laughs> and then I'm like, what? That, it's it's a nail that they were using to pound the boards over there. We're going to start a new uh, show and we're going to pitch it to Discovery Channel. We're going to call it The Curse of Andy's Backyard. It's going to be the three of us with a shovel <laughs> and a bobcat excavator. And we're going to get like 10 seasons out of this bitch. Looking oh. for Nintendo games. <laughs> Just tossing them, tossing them out there. No, we're, we're going to plant them there first. That's how you make reality TV. Right. Yeah. No, I, I will give you uh, like their like relentless optimism is engaging to a point. Yeah. But it I put that on the same level as I put like hunting Bigfoot. Like you're never finding anything. <laughs> it's literally no, a show about no. nothing. No, I know that. I absolutely know that. But I still keep on coming back <laughs> to it. Like no. after I'm done with this show, I just watched the uh, Tuesday's episode today, and I was like, "This is stupid." I'm not even watching this. Yeah. And then they show next week on the Curse of Oak <laughs> Island. I was like, "I'm watching that." Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably better than where I'm at because the only show I watch current, like current viewing, I watch is The Walking Dead, and I hate it. Mm. And I hate every episode now. And I'm like, "This show sucks. It's so stupid." And my wife just will not let it die, so I get stuck watching it. And it has gotten so bad. <sighs> I'm cleared. I think I'm free. No, you're going to get sucked back in when they put that new oh. last season on Netflix. Maybe. See? No. It's got those teeth in you. 
Yeah, we haven't really been watching much lately. I don't know. Yeah, me either. I've actually been playing some games, so. Like? Tell me. <clears throat> uh, I finished Crackdown. Oh. And I don't know why, because it's <laughs> there was like no payoff in that game. It was just whatever. It was like five hours long, though. Yeah, it wasn't very long at all. It still took me. <laughs> that's where my gaming is now. Five hour game takes me, what, three, four weeks to finish now. But Well, you're better than me. I paid for Game Pass, re-signed up for Xbox Live, only to have not touched it in the month it's been out. So Yeah, oh, no. I, I would recommend just skipping it. I gotta do it though. I owe it to myself. To I don't be know. Disappointed it's just by this game. It, it's. I guess it's not disappointing. It's just. I don't know. It's a game that was made ten years ago. <laughs> just that type of design, and it's fine. But uh, I've been playing a lot of like Lego games with the kids. Those are pretty good. On on what? Uh, Xbox. There's a few on Game Pass Xbox. right now. Yeah. Okay. Do they get really into them? I know my son's playing uh, Lego City on the Wii U right now, Undercover. and he is, yeah, he's addicted yeah. to that thing. Yeah. To the point, it's like, okay, we got to go outside <laughs> for a while, buddy. Like, we got to, we got to take a break. Yep, it is. It's just there's just so much to do, you know, in those games that it's like, oh, you got to yep. collect this and collect that. Yeah, they're fun, but. They definitely wear out after a while because it's the same formula every single game. Yeah, that's the thing is like once you get past the subject matter, like it's the same crap. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you been playing some VR games? Uh, here and there. I know somebody else that has been. Oh, Mr. Oh, Ryan. What now? You picked up a PSVR, didn't I you? I did. I got the new egg deal. Um, Somebody on Twitter threw it out, like one of the Cartridge Club guys. Is like a hundred dollars off, roughly or eighty. I don't remember. It was two sixty nine before tax for like the whole VR bundle with Beat Saber, uh, Borderlands Two VR, and the Move controllers. So I got that, and I've played about a third of what I've downloaded and purchased for it game wise. Because like the thing is with VR, like it's awesome, but if I do that for more than an hour, like it just starts to be uncomfortable, or I get too worked up, or I'm like fogging up the lenses. So we've been playing a lot of just VR worlds. The kids like that. Um, They really like Eagle Flight a lot. Uh, And I've been playing a lot of Rush of Blood um, and Beat Saber. I would say Beat Saber, of course, is... I I don't know. I really like Rush of Blood, too. um, But Beat Saber is... Like, if I'm going to sit down for a game and, like, get lost in it for, like, an hour, it's Beat Saber. Like, all day long. So good. Yeah, so I actually had my my first VR experience ever. Uh, I tried Ryan's VR, and it was it was pretty impressive. It was a little overwhelming, like just sensory overload, as you guys probably know. So the very first thing that I played was uh, uh, what was it called? Shark Simulator. Uh, it's like deep. Uh, it's like shark, deep sea shark dive. It's VR worlds. Yeah, it's like a, kind of an experience thing. Yeah, and and so that was, I mean, it was impressive. It looked amazing, and um, I'm glad I didn't have the earbuds in to really like get the full sound. I was just getting the sound off the TV, um, 
but I was kind of freaking out in moments. I was like, all right, Ryan, is, is that shark here? Is that shark mm. here? Cause I knew it was coming and, and he's like, no, just, just keep on going. But it was, it was definitely a sensory overload, but I tried beat saber, which was like, now I'm kind of looking for a, a PlayStation VR just so I can experience that more. Cause that game was phenomenal. So fun. So good. And looked amazing. And, um, what I would like to see with the VR after playing Beat Saber is to do like a Guitar Hero on VR, where you're like on a stage looking out and like playing in some type of an instrument would be kind of interesting. I, I think but, there is a Rock Band VR. I want. Is I, there I, really? I think so yeah, but I think it might be PC only. No. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, and then you have that awkward experience of like having someone over to your house to play VR, where you're like forced to touch them and like hand them controllers and like recenter them while they're in the VR world. So that's oh, yeah. always fun. Like Nate was pretty good about it. I mean, he questioned a little bit when I was like, no, you have to take your pants off. Otherwise it just doesn't read properly. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, man, trust me. And he was okay with it. It was good. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a different beat saber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would call it a beat dagger. Maybe. I don't know. Let's not get carried away. Uh. But, yeah, but you were playing. Uh, you were playing bar. Oh fight, yeah, and I had to like. I booted up drunk. I had to recenter fight. you all all the time. I was like, okay, Ryan, you're you're getting really close to that yeah. wall, and then you just like punch yeah. the wall, I punch the ceiling. Like, oh, gosh. That game is yeah, like so did. janky, and like it totally like requires like full use of space in VR. But my God, yeah. it's just so funny to like grab a pool cue and like whack somebody in the dick. Like if you want, like they should just call it whack somebody in the dick simulator. Like I'll pay eleven ninety nine for that. It's a good time. Yeah. And then the guys laying on the ground, yeah, like, like on my knees, like nuts. punch him in the balls. <laughs> it's just good. It's very satisfying. I played the Moss demo too. Like I think Moss is like one of those because like all those VR experiences are very like short term for the most part. Like on rail shooters, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Minus Beat Saber, that's something special. But like Moss was like. Okay, like I'm in this like window dressing of like a third person perspective platformer game, and then I'm also interacting with the set pieces, and that was cool. I think I'm gonna pick that game up. Like that, yeah. I think the problem with like that though, like PlayStation VR is very good about like being f- fairly straightforward to like get set up and working but like it still has jank like all vr has some issues and like you know there's those times where you like load in a game and like your hands are facing towards your chest and you're like no what the hell is only you know you gotta reset or like uh, one or of they your float hands away <laughs> right or they won't recognize and like that's i feel like that's less prevalent than i expected but it's still like enough that like man when it's not quite all working right it really sucks you out of the experience it pisses yep. you off, especially with Beat Saber, which requires precision. Mm-hmm. And I'd say I'm about 50-50 on Beat Saber, where like I put it in, like everything's flowing, it's great. And then there's other times where it's like, I this is pissing me off. Like I just gotta shut it off. Yeah. Um I'm Yeah. Andy knows what I'm talking about. He's got yeah, VR. The same exact thing happens to me. I can't hardly play uh Beat Saber in the light. You have to have we're at night. You know, uh, light bulbs are fine, but like if you have any natural light coming in, it messes with the my the move controllers or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't figured out a way to like change the color, and I feel like that would be something that you know you just change the color that it's looking for, so it's opposite of what natural light is. And sure, 
but I haven't figured out how to do that. If there is a way, I'd love to know. But uh, yeah, same thing. I get so frustrated. I see those uh, like pictures online of people like hundred percenting expert songs on on Beat Saber, and it's like, how did you even do that? When yeah, like every time, every song I play, at least like two notes are bugged. You know, like my thing floated away or was the opposite direction or something. Yeah, I agree. I think like it's an amazing piece of hardware for the price point and like when it's firing on all cylinders, it's hard to deny that it's worth every penny, but I just wish like it had that little bit more sheen to like fully work, but it is what it is. I mean, I feel like it's already pushing the hardware beyond what it's intended for, so yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's a really cool you know, showpiece and something to throw on somebody's head. My kids love it. Like they play that Eagle Flight like they just all they want to do is just like fly around freeform and eagle flight. Like that's their favorite thing. Huh. They want to play goggles. Goggles is what like, yes. <laughs> I've been trying to explain what VR like told my daughter. I'm like, it's not goggles, it's VR. She's like, Why VR? That's stupid. I'm like, well, it's virtual reality. So it's the initials for that. <laughs> yeah, when I went over to Ryan's, she's like, Are you are you gonna be playing goggles? And I was like, What? <laughs> Yeah, are, are you playing goggles with my dad? Well, I don't know what goggles <laughs> is. <laughs> it's uh, another game we made up. <laughs> uh, I was well, disappointed you didn't like Res, though. That's okay. It's not that I didn't like Res. I thought Res was really cool. I think it's just that I had Res built up in my head for so many years now because, like, everyone was like on Dreamcast, like Res, like Res is the shit. Like, this is the greatest thing, and then like you know, did it? I don't. Did it come out here officially or in Europe? Yeah, it came out. Okay. It uh, well, PS2. It yeah, out. it came over on PS2, yep. and then people were like, ah, oh, you can get it, like Res. And so I had the. I think it's just that I had it so built up in my head that it could not possibly meet expectations. But like you said, like music, visuals, experience, cool. Like gameplay, the I game, was like, yeah, I'm yeah, not really that. doing anything. I mean, I'm kind of waving my wand and putting yep. blocks on stuff. Plus I thought I'd be able to use both hands. Uh, oh, yeah. So it was a little disappointing using one, but yeah, I think I would buy res, but it has to be cheaper. I just, I don't know too many years of like, it's the ultimate like experience. And it just, it kind of fell flat for me, but that sure. said it was still very cool and trippy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm looking forward to trying out some more stuff and, I don't know. Have you done anything with like the Hulu and Netflix? I see they're like VR enabled. Does that do anything different or is it just like I'm watching oh, big I screen movies at home? Okay. Yeah, I guess I never tried that. It might be one of those things where you're like in a fake um, theater theater or something popcorn like that. popcorn in somebody's head. I did yeah, play a little bit great. of Job Simulator and like I disregarded everything they said and just took everything that wasn't bolted oh, yeah. out of my cube and threw it at the guy next to me until he yelled at me. Yep. And I threw yep. more shit at his face because... So you, you you picked that one up or oh you just did the, the demo, demo yeah. That, yeah, yeah that was like yeah. one where like that required like a very exact amount of space and like my move controllers were not cooperating so for me to like plug my computer in was like a 10 minute ordeal I was just oh, getting sure. so pissed <laughs> <laughs> I basically just like looked at the narrator kind of like threw staplers at his head <laughs> it was kind of my experience but yeah yeah it was I interesting they're, make, they're making another one like a vacation simulator or something I'm okay. like, I'm gonna pick that one out that one's good yeah there's a lot i want to try it's it's cool and it's cool to see my like my wife get into it too she's like all the time she's like oh i want to play that beat saber game again 
well she doesn't know what it's called she's like i want to play that one again with like the music and I'm like okay yeah. well, me too but <laughs> as soon as we turn the vr on my kids come running from like wherever they're hiding and want to play Eagle <laughs> flight so it's tough but now we won't have to have that hard decision of like sharing vr because nintendo's got a solution for us the oh it's a great the solution. next innovation in vr labo vr take a hunk of cardboard shit and throw your 300 dollars console into it ta-da <laughs> virtual reality i love your enthusiasm Ugh, that's awful i just picture parents buying this labo no one's and, buying this come yeah. on no, I wouldn't. I I don't think I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy, buy it. it. But I said I'm that gonna buy it. But nobody else <laughs> is buying really? it. Fuck yeah, I got it. Well, I found out they're selling like a separate just VR goggles headset piece for forty bucks versus the seventy dollar yeah. like full like elephant dick nozzle attachment <laughs> thing that I I can get. So yeah, I have to. I ha I owe it to myself to see how bad this really is. And I think for forty dollars, I can live with myself. I mean, I've still got a half-built piano back here and five other freaking Amiibo Labo <laughs> stupid things. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're already, don't talk me into it. It's only don't $40. Come on. Like, that's bargain bin. Still, it's stupid. I love how, Come like. Nintendo try. I love how we literally made fun of this exact premise last episode and like in between episodes came true and the thing that we joked about with it being a labo attachment like that google glasses it it literally is that which is so sad like couldn't they have just sold like a 20 dollar shell like an actual vr piece and then the vr thing like the labo thing could have been a separate thing to do with it Mm But could they not have just made it into something that because at this point, like what developer is going to make a Switch VR game? Nobody. Beat because Saber. They've sold it as a <laughs> joke now. What if it was a Beat Saber on Labo? I, That'd be awesome. If they could make that work, I would download it. I don't it. think they there's I don't think they'd have anything to track, right? The Well, no. yeah, because the infrared sensor, how would that yeah, you'd have it in That's the That's just on the one. Right, right. So that wouldn't work. You're right. You take your connection from your Wii U, and now you plug oh, it into you your go. Switch, and then, and then you have this like cable, just hanging. I don't know. I like it. It's it's dumb. Can I? It's dumb. Can I have like two Wii U tablets on the side of my face for like peripheral VR? <laughs> <laughs> the true. And then yes. like the you actually you take a 3ds and you fold it all the way out and like slap it on the top. <laughs> That's it completes the tracking. It's perfect. And then your controller is the power. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I think we just we just made the Labo one better. Yeah, we should work for that. Wasn't hard. (laughs) Well, and that's an interesting point because, like, when you look at the VR headset, like mock up, like they definitely showed, like you're putting the Joy-Con on the sides of the device. So I wonder how it does track, like. I'm curious. It, in that. I mean, it, it probably tracks the accelerometers in there, so it'd be able to know the access and stuff. So you could do like you could do like a dumbed down eagle flight in theory. Yeah, which is like an interesting part of VR, but it's also the least impressive because they did that with the Wii U. Like, did you ever download like that virtual flights thing where you could like fly through England with like a flight of, like a oh yes. piece? It's like yep. that's neat, but it's just a video that I can 360 view. Yep. 
No, VR only really gets going once you have like those, like once you are able to use hands. Yes. You know, I think that's where it really shines. <clears throat> yeah. When it becomes interactive instead of just like an immersive experience. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, I just don't think the screen resolution would even do much, you know? I, I, yeah. I don't think the switch has a nice screen. You but... can see those pixels pretty good once you get up there. Yeah, but the same can be said for the PlayStation VR. Like you can tell, like that is not the same screen as like an Oculus. Because like when you put that in, yeah. it's a black screen. Like you see the perforation, but yeah. pixels. Yeah, you know it's like cost to value proposition. Like obviously, it's enough. Um, and that's kind of what I was talking with Nate too. It's like because he was asking if I'd played other VR stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I played the Oculus, <clears throat> which felt far more immersive, but that also required at the time twelve hundred dollars for the device. 1200 more for a pc that can handle it and then mm-hmm. you know there's something about ease of access to just like getting something that maybe not it technically it's inferior but what you're paying for kind of makes up for that but i just don't see like we just talked about like the playstation 4 is like just pulling it off like how is the switch going to do anything oh it, i feel like it's going to be a lot of those like vr smartphone type situations oh yeah yeah, same thing yeah like that's not really great no but i'm gonna buy it report back please i will humbly do so with my tail between my legs (laughs) actually what is the release release date on uh, i don't even know it's next month i think is it really is it Mm -hmm. Boy, that's real soon for disappointment. I'm going to have MGC yeah. that month. Maybe I'll just wait a month or so. You could buy it and bring, bring it, it to MGC yeah. and we can talk about it. come back like tattered and like ripped and somebody <laughs> spilled like Mountain Dew on it. Can't use it anymore. Yeah, Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain Dew! <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see where Sony does with theirs. Like if that's going to be like an integral part to PlayStation five. Like if that's going to be almost a required thing, VR Mm. or not. Do you think they have the technology to get it to the price point where it could be wireless and still function? Picture that thing just sucking batteries like crazy. Yeah. That's probably the big thing, right? The power. Yeah. I mean, I want to see them do more with it because I think what they've done is like far surpassed what I expected the PlayStation VR to do. So with the extra horsepower of the PlayStation 5, I think the biggest thing is really just getting developers to like take the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There isn't a whole lot of stuff. out. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there in the grand scheme of things, but it trickles in. Yeah, and it's kind of like an hour. You know, some of those games that you buy, they're like two hours long, you know? Yeah. If that. So with the new PlayStation that's coming out, what would be your price point that you're like, um, I would pull the trigger on VR for PS5 or whatever they're going to call it. Well, honestly, I'm hoping they just like make it backwards compatible or yeah, backwards compatible. Oh, and it just works. And then hopefully they sell like a better refined version but i'm hoping it supports what we've got now because there's really no reason it shouldn't right because it's just an hdmi in and an hdmi pass it's an hdmi pass through with like some gyroscopic sensors so Mm -hmm. in theory i mean we're still using playstation controllers from the playstation 3 era 
There's no reason they can't. But would the resolution be different? Potentially, but does I, the PlayStation I the make the resolution overall. or the headset? Yeah, I think like the resolution overall and the headset does make a difference because, like you said, there's just like it's so close to your face. I don't know that it matters too much, sure. right? I could use some more. Yeah, I mean, definitely <laughs> more would be better. I'd like to not see the pixels, but yeah, there are moments where it's still pretty. Like when I think of like Russia Blood, like. That's scary when I've got like freaking like skinless breasts thrown in my face, and, like a chick screaming at me. Like it's, <laughs> I shit my pants for real. That was a real experience. Yeah. Did I try that uh, game? You didn't try that level. Yeah. This is the third level. Oh, is that the, uh, the carnival? The train, yeah. Not the train. Ride. Carnival. Yeah. I was done with that after about <laughs> three minutes. Yeah. I don't like scary games. Yeah. I think I played the first level of that and I was done too. It was one of those moments where like Ryan's like, Oh, let's let's try this. And I'm like, man, this kind of looks looks a little creepy. And he's like, No, no, not <laughs> at all. And I was like, It's fine. Man, it I, I mean, it's like there's a creepy carnival. It it's creepy. He's like, No, it's you're good. You're good. And then sure enough, things are jumping out. I'm like, Yeah, I'm I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with this game now. That's the one game that's made me sick, just like that roller coaster motion. Mm-hmm. And like I think I for- I didn't mention yeah. it, but my son playing eagle flight fell over twice and i'm like all right we're done now like <laughs> you're getting too discombobulated we're gonna have to turn this off is there is there any regulations with kids using vr it says nobody 12 and under <laughs> i adhered to that for all of like five minutes i just yeah. don't let them play for more than like 10 minutes at a time yeah same like, here i'll put them in for five sure. minutes 10 minutes just for a little thing and yeah, yeah that's about it Yep. Well, I think that's the end of the news, but we do have an interview that uh, we've been looking to fit into an episode that we should add in here for this episode, and that is with um, a group of uh, fellow gamers, retro gamers, just modern gaming enthusiasts, uh, the Wizard Gamers out of Fargo. Um, they've done some content. Um, they're on Twitter. You can find some content, audio content, uh, like a podcast. They've done some formats on that. Um, They also have a YouTube channel where they've got videos that come out. Um, All gaming and uh, geek related, kind of like us. So we sat down with them at Replay Games. Replay Games is an amazing store in Fargo. Um, Our buddy CJ runs that with his wife. Excellent place. If you haven't um, heard of it, just Google uh, Replay Games Fargo. You're going to find it. It's an awesome place to hang out and play some modern and retro games. And he was uh, generous enough to let us sit down and uh, record some audio and record some video with uh, the Wizard Gamers. So as we get into it here, we're going to be talking with uh, Charles, Josh, and Danton of the Wizard Gamers. All right. So welcome to the meat of the podcast here. Um, Andy couldn't join us today, so it's Ryan and Nate here. Um, we are in Replay Games, which is a great establishment in downtown Fargo. Highly recommend you guys check it out. We are joined uh, by the Wizard Gamers. Um, why don't we go around, everybody introduce themselves, and we'll just see where it goes from there. Okay. Uh, Charles, I'm happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah no problem. Josh Johnson, so also very excited to be uh, joining with you guys. And I am Danton, and yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, thanks for doing this, guys. I know we've been talking on social media for a while now. Um, so how did you guys kind of 
form the Wizard Gamers? Like, what are you guys kind of about? I know there's some YouTube content, there's some podcast content. So Charles and I had uh, talked about the potential of going to E3 at some time in our future, and he had been and said that it was a, a great experience, but he would only ever want to go again if we could get a press pass. Sure. And so lightning kind of struck and was like, okay, well, how do you go about doing that? And I was like, well, you got to get a channel, you have to have so many followers, you got to have an established website, etc. And so we just kind of started going through that and it was just like, well, you know, let's, let's give it a whirl. And that's kind of where it all has started and has since then really taken off for us. We've gotten involved with uh, Extra Life, which is kind of a, was a side project for us, but it has definitely turned into a huge focus for us this year. Sure. The other thing I'd say about it is uh, Josh and I have known each other a long time, and I would say a solid 60% of our conversational content has to do with video games. <laughs> so it, it's good just to revisit some of that, put it put it down with people, let people hear it, and it's been really fun to have people chime in and give us uh, their input on everything. So Yeah, yeah that's awesome. That's kind of how uh, we are, too. Yeah. All the conversation revolves around video games. You might as well at least do something fun with it, right? Yeah. Yep. And then uh, I got brought on because uh, I met Josh while... Uh, I was hunting at uh, pawn shops, and uh, we had the same interests in games and stuff. And uh, yeah, he brought up the idea, and I was all for it. So that's why I'm here. That's awesome. <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> yep. And it turns out I knew Josh from like uh, 2002 or something. So. Years ago, it sounds like it was more like a stalker. <laughs> yeah, it's like I somehow I know you. remember Josh, and Josh is like, "Who the heck is this weird guy that says he knows me?" <laughs> I know where you live. You yeah. have this color pillowcase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You still still don't have you hair. Caressed your hair when you were sleeping. <laughs> Nothing weird. Uh, so you went to E three when then? Oh boy, it would have been a long time. I do. It was it was long enough ago where. Uh, Skyward Sword was the in in development at that point, so you got to play a demo of that, which was great. But once again, E three is a lot like you know Disney. If you've ever been there, you got these great games, but you're waiting in line for however long, and it was awful to see. Not well, great for them, but these press guys, they just get to go right to the front of the yep. line, they get to play the games and, and skin out. So I wanted to be on the other side of that for once. Yeah, for sure. Get a laminated badge and everything. Yeah, the whole shit. I didn't even know there was like big requirements for that press pass. Yep. There's a, it's a pretty good list, actually. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. So, and we've uh, we've gotten quite a bit of the stuff done. Like, uh, I even went as far as to trademark our logo and everything. So that was kind of a sweet, pretty cool thing to do. Wow. So nice. So, what are you guys' is like future plans then for content that you'll be putting out? Well, I think uh, our first thing that we're most excited about is Friday, right? So, Resident Evil Two drops, and that'll be. Uh, a big one. I've uh, got the collector's edition, so I'll probably do an unboxing video with that, and then we'll be uh, live streaming that. And then, as I kind of mentioned there with Extra Life, that's going to be our, our main focus for this year, kind of going forward, trying to uh, raise money for children. So that's sure. a big project for us. Yeah, that's awesome. We've had a really good mix, though, of talking about current games that are coming out and what we're excited for. And then we also like to do a lot of uh, retro throwbacks. We at one point did a an 8-bit video game draft that was a lot of fun and uh, getting Dan involved has been awesome because Dan, Josh and I, I would say, we're, we're big gamers, but Dan is on another level in terms of 
tech and modifications and building stuff. And, I'll have to agree on that. Like yeah. your Twitter posts, I'm like, that's cool. I don't know what that does. That's <laughs> yeah. sweet, man. I love that. Dan gets on a roll. He's talking a language I don't understand. That's so, but, awesome. but he he knows it inside and out. So having getting his take on everything has been really cool too. He's been a great addition for us. Yeah, when Absolutely. I uh, when I can find out how to get the best video output on a on a system or a console, I, I definitely strive for it. And so I've had my soldering skills for over 10 years, um, been tinkering with every console I've owned pretty much. And so uh, I, I find a lot of enjoyment out of doing that as well as playing the games on it too. And so uh, that's kind of one of my expertise, I could say, bringing into, uh, into the Wizard Gamers as it, well. It, it absolutely is. And I would definitely, I'd piggyback off of that. So New Year's Eve this year, I came over to your place and uh, he got to show me what he was doing with his monitor and then with the system. And, you know, you, re you don't realize that, like, playing on the TVs that we play with now, like, that is much different than the old CRTs and everything. Right. And so the way that he had it set up, it was just, I played Mega Man 2 and I played Super Metroid. And it was just like, I felt like I was a kid again looking at the screen. Like, it just, it was amazing. It was, it, and it was a completely different level than what it is if you were just play on, like, the Super NES Classic or anything. Yeah. Or, well... I always think of it as there's how you imagined it as a kid and then looking at it, how you actually played it. And it's completely different. Whereas there's actually the ability now to play it, how you thought that it looked when you were playing it as a kid and to know that that's out there. That's what I go for. And so it's a lot of fun. It, uh, yeah, it adds to it. It's really cool. There's really something nostalgia of uh, blowing in the game, not having it work, and your rage build up, and you're freaking out because you can't get the damn thing to work. And so <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it's, re it's really great to revisit those memories. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't blow on a on an emulator and a, a ROM. Well, you probably could, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't do much. Just get spit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do you guys like? collect are you all big collectors or just kind of gamers you see with current gen or i would say i i'm a gamer in terms of collection josh uh, josh josh and dan both have an edge on me josh has got an amiibo collection that is uh top tier top tier and you probably speak to that josh how many you have now there's few that aren't in your collection <laughs> and dan's just got as much tech as anybody i know so you guys mm -hmm. can probably speak to that i'm more of just uh, i play the games but Collection-wise, I, I just take advantage of all Josh's cool stuff by going yep. over there. You collect the memories, man. Yeah, there we yeah. go. I mean, that's that's what you collect, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't go for any like complete sets or anything like that. Um, what I've kind of striven for is everything that I wanted to play as a kid. I go and shoot for, and then if I if I get it, I get it. If it's out of budget, then I usually wait. Um, I'm not in a hurry to to get any games or anything like that, but. I would say I do have a, a pretty hefty collection for collecting pretty you know strong for the last two, three years. So I've got over a thousand games. Wow. Nice. Is there a main focus? Like NES or Xbox or No, not really. Kind of a um, mishmash? Like looking at my collection right now, I think I have the most uh, PS2 games out of everything. Okay. One because the the library for PS2 is huge, um, but two that was that was the first console that I paid my own money with to to buy yeah. myself, and so I think that that has its own little nostalgia there. Um, but uh, yeah, I I like every, every yeah. console. I grab whatever games that I want. And 
Granted, it's within budget and within time, but... Yeah. And Ryan, you and I kind of briefly touched on this, you know, when we were talking about setting up this episode, and uh, I'm not a completionist collectioner by any means, so the only thing that I do collect that I am trying to complete is the Amiibo collection. Like, that is that is my one thing. I'm roughly about ten away from what having What is the total collection? How many? I've, <laughs> last time I looked, it was like 176. Okay. But that was before last month when there was the three uh, Splatoon ones came out, uh, the Loot Goblin came out, and I know there was, uh, you had Ridley, uh, Wolf. Wolf, and then the orange Splatoon oh, yeah. character. So yeah. that was before adding those into the mix as well. And then I remember sitting there and I was telling you how I was just out, like I'm done on an email, but I bought the two. <laughs> yep. And as soon as I put that on Twitter, I'm like, I'm going to get shit for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw Ridley and I was like, ah, I got to get Ridley. I love Metroid. And then Wolf mm-hmm. was right there. I passed on the Splatoon ones, but... So did you get that last wave then too? Yep. Yep. Oh. I'm, I'm current on all of those, so... So the double, Diablo double. one is out. It is. It has been out for a while now. So And it is currently at about a $45 price tag is the cheapest I've seen it now online. It's tempting. Just do it. It's that amiibo is actually probably one of the coolest ones because it's not in the traditional amiibo box. Sure. And so you can actually open it up and take it out, and you would never notice because it's not sealed or anything in any way. And so it's kind of one of the the cool amiibos that you can actually take out and put it right back in its box, and it still looks the same. So that's one of the things I I like most about that. I wish they did them all that way, but I understand what they're doing. Yeah. So why amiibo? Like, what drew you to that? Where you're like, I gotta have that. <laughs> so, it just kind of turned out as a, a random thing working in the pawn industry. Um, I had a couple of Amiibos come through, and they were uh, Link and Zelda. And I was just like, oh, yeah, these are kind of cool. I'll pick these up for a couple bucks, you know, and didn't think anything of it. And then, just for my own personal research, went home and was like, wow, these things are ridiculously expensive. And now, like, they're extremely expensive because they don't yep. print these ones anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I wonder, you know, what it would be like to collect them or whatever. And the thought just kind of sparked there. It didn't really take off. But then a couple months later, somebody brought in a box with 50 of them in it. Yeah. And I was just, I got a smoking deal on it. I, I won't name a price because I think people would hunt me down for that. <laughs> but um, got an amazing deal on it. And that's where it really kind of took off for me. Awesome. And then uh, I went to another pawn shop here in town and they had a whole box of them brand new, never been opened, and I asked him, you know, like, hey, you know, if I were to buy all these, what type of deal would you give me? And I think I picked up 50-ish from them as well. And so I got it wasn't just at, like a one, one, it's like no, 50, it was, it was like, 20. Well, yeah. the thing, when it's I picked crazy. them up at the other shop, when they were brand new in the box, I got them at six bucks a piece. Yeah. And I went in the next day, and I, there was a couple that I didn't get, and the manager was enraged because he was planning on listing them on eBay. And he's like, you're the guy that got them all. And I was like, if it makes you feel any better, <laughs> yeah, it was that. And I was like, that's if awesome. it makes you feel any better, they go into a collector. I'm not turning around to resell. And that's, right. that's not at all. And he's like, no, that doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, he wants money. money out of his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how it all started, man. And then from there, it just cascaded. And, you know, I was at 100 at that point, And it was just like, it's only... 170, 180-ish of them made. So I was like, this is the closest I've ever come to completing anything. And I love Nintendo deeply. So it was like the one and only thing that I know that I will be able to complete in a Nintendo collection. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's crazy that you got that into it and you still miss out. Because like for me, what drew me in was like the thrill of the hunt, those first few waves. 
Like I would literally take a day off work. I calm my wife into using PTO to take it. I'd drop her <laughs> off somewhere in a line at five in the morning. I'd drive somewhere else. Then you're like elbowing kids out of the way to get amiibo. Like I think that's what sucked me in. Why well, I ended up with so many of them. Being oh, able to beat up kids to totally these little toys. <laughs> yeah, totally worth exactly. the jail time. <laughs> yeah, it was great. But they are great. I mean, as far as like Nintendo figures and collectibles go, it's hard not to love amiibo. Well, the detail in them is amazing. Yeah, I haven't gotten into them. I can't. Or else it, I'm not going to stop. Yeah. So it, it really took off for me when I actually got to put them on Breath of the Wild and get things from them. I was yep. like, oh my god. Like, and and that's exactly it, right? It was just like, these do things. Yeah. This is amazing. Like, this is yeah. really cool. And they, it's not even anything truly worthwhile. I mean, a couple of the weapons that you can get from the special edition right. figures, was that was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I think the only one that's like truly useful is that Shovel Knight one to get the second player. Like, that's a pretty sweet bonus. Sure. But, yeah. 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 Well, oh, I do have one. One Amiibo. What's that one? My cereal box. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, right. that's it. Yeah. No, I I jumped on the whole Breath of the Wild Amiibo thing. And then uh, also with uh, Metroid uh, Samus Returns, that two-pack that they have. And then uh, I got married last February... And for a gift, my wife got me the, the three pack of the Mario Odyssey wedding. What's that? Oh, but you're nice. actually certified ministers, so uh, <laughs> you both married. So. Yeah, That's yeah, nice. we got married that way, and it's, it's been great. It's awesome. So, um, Wizard Gamers, like, what if people are interested in learning more about you guys, what you're up to, the extra life thing. Where can where can people find you? Uh, the best avenue to communicate with us would definitely be on Twitter, uh, just the Wizard Gamers, and you can find us there. Uh, if you want to check out our content, YouTube, just the Wizard Gamers as well. Okay. Well, great. Thanks for coming on, guys. It was nice to get to sit down and chat and uh, meet somebody for the first time. So, appreciate it. Great to Thanks connect, guys. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Okay, moving on to the fail bag, where we take 20-year-old magazine questions, and they uh, pretend that they're addressing us so we can help them out. Uh, today, we're looking in Sega Visions, issue Ooh. number 21. Yes. I'm excited already. Exactly. Yeah, you think the bias was strong on Nintendo Power. Oof. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, CMG. That's what he goes by, I guess. Uh, he says, help. My mom is addicted to your RPGs. She can sit down for eight hours nonstop playing. Is this normal? Uh, no. Your mom didn't make you, like, Eggo waffles and go off to her job like the rest of us? Like, I don't really know <laughs> what to say there. I, I think, I mean, this is probably not the right avenue to get the help that you need. <laughs> like, we're going to send you a voucher for Fantasy Star 3. Have your mom buy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's probably some other avenues that uh, that could probably help you. It sounds like you kind of need a little bit more parenting in your life. Yeah, it's pretty cool though that like back then somebody's mom was able to like just grasp the concept and run with RPGs as cryptic as they were back then. But yeah, eight hours a day for an adult with children seems excessive. Slightly. Excessive. I mean, maybe once or twice a year I take a day off to just play video games when my kids aren't home. I couldn't... Like, I just imagine, like, poor Timmy's coming home at, like, 3 o'clock from school and 
you know, <laughs> three o'clock. Next thing you know, it's six o'clock. Mom, I'm hungry. Go fix yourself a bologna and a sandwich, Timmy. <laughs> like slightly reportable. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't seem great. Get your mom some help. I haven't done that in a long time. I haven't taken a like a day to just sit and play video games since Red Dead Two. October. That was the last time. Yeah. Since, yeah. yeah. I think we're due for another one. Okay. It's got to be less than that. Thir- too much a 32 time. hour PSVR. Oh, God. oh gosh. We would die. We'd be cross eyed. It would not be good. <laughs> it's not healthy, Nate. I know. We'd leave actually we'll thinking we're it. a bird. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be so much sweat in my goggles. The foam would dissolve. It's just not a good situation. <laughs> We'd like have to like tap it with the straw so yes. it would drain <laughs> as we're playing. Oh, I forgot. Like I was going to tell you guys about my VR invention. So like my biggest frustration off topic in the fail bag, but kind of since we're going there anyway, my biggest problem is like VR is not conducive to doing it by yourself. Right. So I'm going to make belt attachments to holster my uh, move controllers. And then also in the center, like where my belt buckle would be, it's going to be a P uh, holder for my PlayStation 4 controller. It's genius. And then go, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's going to be great. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. Million dollar idea. We'll pack in a, like a, a Western pack. shooter or something with it. Yes. It's going to be big. It's gonna be big. Mad Dog McCree. It's called one two one two switch. <laughs> yep, pretty much that. Yeah. But I'm serious. Oh. Like I no joke am probably going to jerry rig something for my own personal use. Like it's that much of an inconvenience for me. Because like I hate like I could take the goggles off, but like usually I'm like patting around like the living room like an idiot. Yeah, you have this like shock. like this the one eye out like this yes. looking around. <laughs> And then you don't want to pull it up because you smudge it. It's a big ordeal. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. yeah, that seems weird that they don't really let you do that. I hate navigating like the menu bars and stuff with the move controller. It sucks. Mm-hmm. It's not great. Hey, let's talk about somebody else's mom. All right. Uh, JJ. His mom says. That if they get the Sega channel, they won't ever have to get another video game for the Genesis again. And I was wondering if that was true. Do you store every game that Sega has made on the Sega channel? No. But theoretically, she's not wrong. Yeah. Right? Like like you'd get a new game or two games every month. Mm -hmm. So really, yeah, a kid should be happy as long as they're subscribed to the Sega channel. I just don't know how long the Sega channel existed. It couldn't have been too oh, many Oh, it couldn't years. have been that long, no. A couple years? Yeah. And it was kind of expensive, too, I thought, too. So it's like, you yeah. really are you really uh, getting ahead? Yeah, it was a monthly subscription fee plus possible long-distance fees. And you probably needed a pretty good internet. Yeah. Well, it was all 56K, like phone dial-up. There was no yeah. internet even, really. So it was like you had to have a phone provider. Yeah. Hmm. I mean that that's a that that's an excellent point though. Like yeah, you'd get a game to play for a while, but then it's gone and you can't revisit it. So it's not like you're building this library. You have moments of time to play games. Yeah, I mean, like 
that's kind of what it is right now too with game pass and games for gold and playstation plus like you could theoretically live off that stuff you know if i was a parent that wasn't really into games and didn't care about it i would be like those are your games you know here's game pass yeah i'm not gonna buy new games all the time lucky for my kids i like playing new games too so don't we all yeah yeah thanks sega channel for getting games and then losing them that kind of sucks okay andrew from american online remember that yeah says who cares about these old games like pac-man why should we be wasting our money on these games that our parents played when they were in diapers <laughs> who buys these games anyway i don't think that game makers should be wasting their time and money i say that we should take these ki- kinds of games off the market and start working on the future well Here's the thing. If you want to get mom and dad to pony up money for a new console, what easier way to get them into it than saying, hey, dad, we can get Frogger and Pac-Man on the second Genesis Mm -hmm. also. And guess what? Then you get Sonic 2 and you get Fantasy Star and you get Streets of Rage. So don't uh, don't put it down. They're classics for a reason. How many parents bought their their system for their kids knowing that they would, you know, get something else with it? That they wanted. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Still happens. I'm pretty sure that's why we got an NES. Because the duck hunt. Oh, yeah. My dad was like, this looks sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It sure is. That's the whole reason we got a computer is we got a uh, pheasant hunting (laughs) game for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the best. Need a pheasant hunt in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. And was it just one of those like mouse scrolling, like click on bird things too? Yeah, it was something like that. (laughs) I, I don't think even he played it more than (laughs) once. So it's like, this is a huge disappointment. All this technology. Yeah. Turned out that was a good investment though. The computer side of it. Not so much the game. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) I want to know like how old this kid's parents are though. This, this question is written. Written in 1996, and he was talking about and they were in diapers. Yeah, his parents right? were in diapers when they were playing Pac. <laughs> oh, wow, uh, that's concerning. It is well, teen pregnancy. It's a real thing, you know. Before Teen Mom was on the air, there were there were real. Well, when teen did Pac Man come out? Um, Seventy. Is that old? That I figured eighties. Let me check. Seventy six, seventy seven. I don't think so. Or did it make it in the 80s? I thought it was like just the 30th. 1980. Yeah. 1980. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I think Atari launched in 78. Like with its initial and then Pac-Man was like a flagship game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they would have been 16. Well. I mean, this kid is probably a little bit older. He's able to write to a magazine, so. Yeah, yeah, you're talking like ten years old having a child. Oof, you guys, 
I guess that's what happens when you were hanging out in arcades. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't wrap your tool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe the kid was a little bit wrong in his parents' age. I would hope so. Uh, yes, one can only hope. <laughs> okay, moving on to uh, official PlayStation magazine. This one mm-hmm. I had no idea about. It kind of blows my mind, but Andrew says, whatever happened to the Resident Evil movie? Is it ever coming out? Who has been cast, if casting has started yet? Has George Romero's script really been dumped? Thanks. Well, here's the thing. Is you eventually get a Resident Evil movie. And then they don't stop. And then you get eight more. <laughs> and as someone who has had the last week off because my daughter is not at school, I came home one night and uh, turned on Sling TV and they were in the middle of airing the final <laughs> Resident Evil movie. And I was like, shit, I don't want to do this, but I've seen all the rest of them. So I restarted it, <laughs> watched it all with commercials. It was like two and a half hours of my life that I'll never get back. And they're all so bad. They're all so bad. Oh. I think I think from a theatrical standpoint, the you could argue that the original Resident Evil movie was the best. It also didn't tie into the game particularly well. Resident Evil, the second one, I don't even know what it was called, did the best at like fan service with Jill Valentine, yeah. the nemesis, the liquor. Um, yeah. And then after that, it was just kind of like this weird post-apocalyptic yeah. train wreck. So I like the one in the desert, whatever that one was. But. Apocalypse, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That was like a good horror movie. Although the ending, I didn't like it that. Uh, yeah. So the good news is you're going to get one. Does George Romero have anything to do with any of them? I don't think so. No, that is what blows my mind that they fired him, basically. He was making a script. The guy that invented zombies. Yes. Makes a script for a Resident Evil movie, and then they're like, nope, not up to our quality. We want Paul W.S. Anderson instead. (laughs) Well, you could tell, like, as far as, like, a Romero feel, like, the first one was the closest, like, it adhered the closest to what zombies are. But, yeah, after that. Yeah. Gosh, such bad movies. And, like, that, who's the, what's her name? The lead actress? Mila Jolovovic. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. The wife she, of the director. Yeah, I was gonna say she can't act to save her life. Thank God she's fucking the director because she's had work for the last fifteen years straight because of it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess like the sad reality is is that the games equal the quality of the movies by the time that it comes to theaters. So it's a bummer on both ends. Yeah. Though, games have come back. I guess. Yeah, seven's good. Heard two, the re- remake of two is good too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and one well, the Revelations games were good because mm-hmm. they were old school. Yeah, I just. What year was that written? That was ninety nine. Oh boy, that wasn't too far before they did. Yeah. Because it had to be like 2002 when that first one came out. Something like that, yeah. Three? We gotta Google this now. 
that's just it blows my mind that they got the guy that invented zombies and the whole reason they made the game a ripoff 2002, of 2002 yeah <clears throat> his last couple of films though like zombie films that came out towards the end there oh, they were yeah, not they were kinda, good i've heard they were gross but they're dumb but yeah I'll wrap it up. All right. You can send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, cuss words, whatever you want. Pictures. We like those. You can send them to weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can check us out on Twitter and YouTube and all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com. Be kind. Rewind. VR Bananas. Dinosaurs, dildos, and dives. (laughs) 50 burgers, 50 brews.